I get it. You operate a business in the horse industry and you know you need to be online to grow your business, but you're overwhelmed at the process and you might not even have an idea where to start. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're listening to the Digital Hoofprint Podcast, a podcast that shares strategy, resources, and motivation for you to grow your horse business online. My name is Abriana and I am a business coach, brand strategist, and designer that works with equine entrepreneurs who are struggling with their online presence. I transform grade horse businesses into industry unicorns. And if you're listening to this podcast, you must be ready to establish your digital hoofprint. So whether you're listening to this while cleaning stalls or after a long day working horses, I'm breaking down this process into digestible nuggets so you can take them and apply them to your business today. Thanks so much for listening again, and let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Hoofprint Podcast. My name is Abriana, and I am the head unicorn in charge over at Black Unicorn Creative. And I teach horse business owners how to establish their digital hoof print. But I hope you guys have been well since the last episode. Uh, those episode six, we talked about developing brand values for your horse business. And so I wanted to continue the conversation because as we you know, work on our brand values, it utilizing them or their function is to influence your brand story. So every great brand, every great business starts with a story. It's not a product. It's not a service that they provide. They start with a story. That's what captures people. That's what keeps them coming back. Your, your story or your narrative explains the, the why, the why are you here? Uh, why should I choose you? Why are you better than the next person? It's what sets you apart and it's unique to you. So that's why it's so important to work on this in the initial stages so that when you get down the line and you start you know getting out there and becoming more competitive, you don't get lost in that when you start seeing competition and having some struggles that way. So there's a quote by Brene Brown. There's many quotes by Brene Brown, but there's one in particular that says, stories are just data with a soul. And so I think that the brand story that we're gonna talk about today is more of the soul part of it. And then later on, we'll talk about how data influences that. So your brand values influence your brand story. It shows how you developed and implement and represent these values in your business's operations and and, in the client experience. I did a brief Instagram, Facebook live on this last week. You can see that in the, uh, in the, the notes, I'll, I'll be sure to link that in the notes because it has some slides to go with it. But I just wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper in that today and uh, just give a little bit more context. So parts of a brand story, we, we've already talked about brand values and how to create those. Let's talk about the story, the parts, how to create it, and where to use it. 
parts of a brand story. You're gonna have your issue. It's gonna be the problem that you solve for your clients. Now, it can be a problem that they know they have or a problem that they didn't know they had that when they came to you, they realize, oh snap, I have that problem too. So it's very, very uh, good to be intentional about how you communicate the problem because it can honestly be something that people didn't really even know that they had. You have your aha moment. That's the second part. It's like, that's when I realized um, I needed to do something about it. That was when you had the, the revelation that you could make an impact. That's when you had that realization that you needed to do the pivot you needed to change so that you could do or provide some site some type of service or you developed a product that or you could develop a product that was like ah oh, this might actually help and then the solution is how your business solves the problem so that is the that is the what that is the what is it that you do that solves this person's problem? And that's honestly the only three parts that you really need. So I don't really want to overcomplicate this. We could go on and on and on about, you know, how to develop a story. You know, it's we're not trying to make a novel. We're not trying to create a novel. It, really simple is better. So that's why there's only three parts. The problem that you solve, the, the revelation, the pivot, if it was a pivot, and the solution and how you how you solve that their client or the customer's problem and how you can deliver that solution. Honestly, customers resonate with a transformation. That's that's how they can identify themselves in you or in your business. And then they purchase that transformation. They purchase the, the part of the story that helps with that transformation. And that is the product or the service that you provide. Now, how do we write this story? Let me tell you, another three ways, another three, three key ways that you can do this. You can start by working backwards because I know for a lot of us, we are getting into entrepreneurship a little bit later or after a pivot, or we are trying to improve our level of entrepreneurship. So we're taking ourselves seriously and taking our businesses seriously. So I think working backwards definitely helps because you start at the point that you're closest to. You start with the solution when you are writing or conceptualizing what your brand story is going to be. You start kind of with the right now and say, this is the solution that I provide right now. And then I'm gonna work back and say, okay, when would, when did I have that aha moment? When did I say, okay, this is, this is really what I want to do. This is the solution that I can provide. And then you go back to the problem. Like, when did you identify that problem? Did you go years having that problem before you realized that you had the, the equipment, the know-how, the knowledge to provide that solution? So starting by working backwards is easiest for me. It may not be for you, but 
to get started because I know a lot of times you get stuck on like, oh my gosh, where do I start? What am I supposed to be doing? You can start with the right now and work backwards. You don't have to write in complete sentences, just brainstorm, jot down, you know, things that you remember. Uh, you don't have to write it out and make it polished initially. You literally are just brainstorming and getting your ideas down on paper. And then you go back and you flesh it out and you make it in complete sentences and you put some sort of um, cohesiveness in the story. Now, when you present the story, you are gonna start from the problem, the aha moment, then the solution. But when just writing it initially, you can work backwards. And so once you got your brainstorming done and you fleshed it out, go through and remove all of the fluffy stuff. Take away anything that's unnecessary. Um, you know, that one time in band camp, like we don't need these, you know, side, side stories going on. The client wants to know what it is about you that can help them in that instant, not that one time in that one instance, you know, that's something that you can share on your social media and it's not an integral part of your brand's story. Now, when you are done and you are feeling pretty good about what you have, just make sure that your story answers these questions. Like, why did you even start your business? It's really important that you kind of answer or allude to your why because people will resonate with that. And that's kind of how you identify your clients. I started to help horse business owners. I started to help equestrian athletes. I started to help mom and pop tax stores. You know, you want to identify that why so that people can identify themselves in your story and where they fall in. You want to answer how do you operate as a business that that is how your your brand values come in and you don't have to state what your values are but you can show them through your story so if it says you know say one of your your brand values is to be um you know at at the top of mind or um what am I trying to say? Like ahead of all the, ahead of the curve when it comes to research on nutritional products. So if you, if that is one of your, your core values, you can talk about how you are connecting with veterinarians all over the country. You are, you know, doing the, the quality analysis and the testing prior to, prior to products coming to market. You can talk about these things in your in your story and how you did all this research prior to even putting these products together. And that shows how you value that and how that's how you plan to operate as a business. And that'll build trust with people and allow them to be more confident in your brand. Then you want to be sure that you answer what connection do you have with your customers? 
say say you are a horse trainer and you've never owned a horse in your life it's going to be really hard to connect with someone and say this is what you should do as a horse owner when you've never owned a horse in your life not saying that you won't have good ideas but there might be a, a missing you know connection there if you are a say you are a barrel racer barrel horse trainer and you are trying to connect with jumping clients but you've never jumped a horse before it's going to be hard to have that connection you know there's there's not going to be much convincing <laughs> you can do because the disciplines are completely different so you want to make sure that your story answers what connection you have with your customers so that they know that you are the real deal so that they know that you understand their problem and you're just not observing them from the sidelines and thinking you know what their problems are so i wanted to kind of go and break down how to utilize this story on all of the different pages of your website now i'm not a professional copywriter so i'm not giving you know copy advice specifically but i know that it is kind of higher level entrepreneurship to invest in those services and a lot of the people that you know want me to work on their website they don't have the copy so that is why we're talking about values and stories so that we can influence and prepare and go ahead and start working on the copy for our website so that I have something to help you with when you are ready to design your website. Now, if you are looking for a copywriter, I do have some referrals. So if you need one, feel free to shoot me a DM on social media or send me an email if you are a part of the Stampede, which is my weekly email that goes out to horse business owners that discusses tips, inspiration, and resources to establish your digital hoof print. Now, let's get into how we utilize our brand story on the different pages of our website. On the home page. Ideally, when you go to a website, you, or when a client comes to your website, you have about two to three seconds to capture their attention before they are moving on to something else. It is what it is. We are in a microwave society. Our brains are going all over the place. We are multitasking all the time. So you want to capture that attention and get people scrolling within two seconds. One of the major ways to do that is to have a captivating, high quality header image that's above the fold. So the fold is where the, on a computer, it's where the screen stops. So you want to capture that person's attention before they even have to scroll. So a lot of times in horse businesses, you know, people love looking at captivating pictures of horses. 
they love it. Whether it be a cute horse, a baby horse, an action shot, um, a picture of you in action, a picture of you riding. Um, it can even be a video, but people want to be captured. And visually, you know, these action shots, these cute, you know, captivating photos are the way to do it. You also want to have your clarity cinch. And that is your, your clear statement that cinches that person, cinches their attention, grabs it and holds on to it because it's clear and it says exactly what you do and who you serve. Now, this can be different for product and service-based businesses, but it's some sort of some sort of clincher that is like, boom, this is what it is. If you want to know more, scroll down or click this button. <laughs> and as we, we talk about clicking buttons, you want to have a call to action. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to click and say, learn more? Do you want them to join your email list? Do you want them to take a quiz? Do you want them to apply? You know, you want to have literally the crux, like the summary, the, the, those three things. You want people to be able to process that before they even scroll. Captivating visuals, a clarity cinch, and a call to action. And then as you scroll down, you're going to start talking about the value that you provide to your customer. What's in this for them? What transformation are they going to see? What do you provide? You want to be able to relay that in a concise way so that you don't lose their attention. Next, you're going to talk about the plan, like how would you get your customer to that transformation? Are you, if you are a lesson barn, do they have to start off with weekly lessons before they get to join a show team? Or do they have to, um, you know, do grooming sessions before they start writing. Having this clarity in the plan makes people feel like, oh, you know, I feel confident that I know where I'm going to go once I interact with this business. Then you want to provide some social proof. What have your clients said? And if you don't have any clients, maybe you have done work for friends or previous employers that can say, hey, so-and-so actually does a great job clipping horses. These are a couple of pictures of the horses that they've clipped for me. Um, I really recommend this grooming service, you know? There's no tell, I mean, it can be anything. It can be testimonials from clients. It can be, um, you know, words from previous employers, friends, you know, do, or, or use what you have until you can you can get you know better responses. And then at the bottom you'll talk about like how to connect with you or how someone can interact with you further. So all throughout that you can use like your brand's story and how people can interact with you and how you can and, and how you are the best choice you can display that 
through your home page, especially because that's the home. That's the first thing that people will see. Now, when you get to your about page, is super easy because it says like about you and I know it's super easy to just word vomit this is what I do this is about me this is all about me this is how I grew up this is what my mama did this is what my daddy did uh people don't care about that unfortunately they don't care <laughs> they really don't care <laughs> on the about page you still want to make sure that it is customer centric I guess we could change it to what about me helps you page. And that's what you want to display. Now, this is where you get to flex a little bit harder on the brand story and say, okay, this is, this is the part of my story that will help you get the transformation that you want. That is, that is what the about page is for. On the about page also, you can show what makes you stand out from other brands. Uh, that's another place where you can reiterate or really explain like, this is what sets me apart from my competitors. This is how I am different. This is the gap that I saw in the industry or, or in what was currently provided that I decided to step in and improve. So the about page is, is really what can I do? What about me can help you with your transformation page? You want to use clear visuals if you are like a service provider or if you're a product-based business that, you know, wants to show the faces of the brand or show the people behind the scenes, you can definitely do that. Some people don't like being the face of their brand because they think it might hold back their growth. So that is definitely a decision that you need to make and one that, you know, you need to just be consistent with uh, on your website and on your socials. People really want to connect with other people. So the whole like faceless brand situation is no longer really a thing. On your about page, you can also show off your brand's personality. It should really, really be encompassed throughout the entire page but, or through the entire website, but this is a way that you can really connect with the customers and say, you know, I'm quirky, I'm fun, I'm, you know, really bubbly and lively. And this is how that helps me connect more with my customers. I like working with people that like that kind of energy. So that is the about page. Let's move on to like your services products page. This is a very broad overview because services, service-based businesses and product-based businesses really do operate a little bit differently. But there are some similarities when it comes to how they are displayed online. So the brand story shows the transformation 
that will eventually get the clients over this decision hump. You know, I know you've been looking through a website, looking through a website, like, mm, 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 you know, comparing items, going back and forth, or trying to figure out which service you should book. And there's something that you see that gets you over that decision hump. That is where your brand story comes in. That is that, that switch that gets people over the decision hump. So on service pages, you can talk about, you know, how people felt afterwards or how you utilize this particular thing to make this transformation happen, how horses responded after, you know, this service how someone's business responded after you did this service, how a student progressed after you trained them, that kind of thing. On a product page, if say you are a nutrition company, just because that's the first thing that comes to my head, if you're doing supplements, you can talk about how the product is palatable. So it is not it's easy to feed. The horses are going to actually like it. It doesn't matter if you have the best product in the world with all the nutrients in the world, if the horse is not going to eat it, if it's not easy to feed, then it's not worth it. So that could be kind of the deciding factor between your product and someone else's. They have the best product in the world, but the horse doesn't like it. It doesn't taste good. Or you have a product that is comparable but it's super easy to feed. So that is why you get the results that you do. Those are the, some of the things that you can talk about. Like your brand story is how you work through um, many different types of horses and many different formulas to find the one that was equally nutritious, but still easy to feed and palatable for the horse. That's part of the story. And that's something that can get someone over that decision hump when they're looking at your product pages. You can show this through photo and video. I know like if you look on Amazon, there is like a bunch of photos and sometimes it'll show a video of the product in action. Like people love that. I love seeing that as a consumer myself. Like they say this works, but I'm not entirely sure. Let me click on the video. You know, that is, you love that. You love that, right? So don't be afraid to, you know, not only utilize the text on these pages, but use pictures and videos and show people like, this is real life. I'm not just talking about it. And then you can use the, the product descriptions to, to show those transformations in the story, like I mentioned before. Your next web page, especially for a service-based business, is like your, your portfolio or your testimonials. It depends on your business, but sometimes you can, you know, not have this as its own page and just utilize this on different, on the pages that you already have, making it its own section or sprinkling it in there. But you can use product or use your portfolio and previous works to show how your brand operates to deliver these potential or these specific services to your clients and customers. 
Now it's more so of a testimonial when it comes to product-based businesses, like showing like, or maybe, maybe instead of the word testimonial, we can use the word case studies. Like this is a, this is a horse that had this problem. This is what we put together to solve that problem. And this is what happened afterwards. People love, you know, seeing those stories of those transformations, especially when it comes to like weight building or hoof integrity, those kinds of things, you know, people like seeing photo progressions of that specifically, but you talking about walking through the process and your decision-making, that puts you top of mind as a thought leader and an authority in this industry because you are able to articulate this transformation. You can get examples from customers about interactions with the brands, and that's where the testimonials come in. And so you can sprinkle those around your website, or you can have a page dedicated to it, like client love, client support, testimonials, you can call it whatever you like. The last page that you can really, really express your brand story on is some sort of blog. Now, people think blogging is dead, but I can guarantee you it is not. Blogging is really, really good for SEO, search engine optimization. It's really good for showing that you are an authority in the industry because you understand these high-level concepts. It shows that you have thought leadership if you have a different opinion on a, you know, a hot topic like whiskers, whether or not horses have whiskers. It shows that you stay on top of current trends and you try to educate yourself so that you can provide the best information to your clients and you can consume the best information that's going to inform your products or your services. So being able to talk about your experiences as a business through your blog and how it relates to this commonly discussed topic, that is really going to help push forward, you know, your, how, how people think about you. And it will set you apart from someone who doesn't have that information because people would just be operating under the assumption that they know when that's really not the case. So I hope that this conversation has really helped you, you know, get to the point where you can understand how you can use your brand's story and the experiences that you have to convey your business the best way possible on your website. Let me know what you thought about this episode, if it has helped you any, if it has helped you conceptualize what should really be on the different pages of your website, or if you have any questions about how to utilize your brand's story and the values that you have developed prior to then on your website and even in person or in on your social medias. 
So I will see you guys in the next episode of the Digital Hoofprint Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with a friend. Share it with your business bestie and share it on social media. Let me know that you are taking a listen and let me know what you think. I really, 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 really appreciate the feedback that I've been receiving so far. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a opportunity to get some rest and relaxation because you probably need it. Rest is productive as well. So I will see you guys on the next episode.